Welcome to our last two chapters today, beginning book three in The Tale of Despero. I hope you're enjoying our read aloud. Don't forget, you can find your reading response journal at bit.ly slash VDPS project journal. Enjoy today's reading and enjoy your weekend, Defenders. Book the third, Gore, The Tale of Miggery Sow. Chapter 24, A Handful of Cigarettes, A Red Tablecloth, and a Hen. Again, reader, we must go backward before we can go forward. With that said, here begins the short history of the life and times of Miggery Sow, a girl born into the world many years before the most despero and the rat Chiroscuro, a girl born far from the castle, a girl named for her father's favorite prize-winning pig. Miggery Sow was six years old when her mother, holding onto Mig's hand and staring directly into Mig's eyes, died. Ma, said Mig, Ma, couldn't you stay here with me? Oh, said her mother, who is that? Who is holding my hand? Ah, it's me, Ma, Miggery Sow. Child, let me go. But I want you to stay here, said Mig, wiping at first her runny nose and then at her runny eyes. You want, said her mother. Yes, said Mig, I want. Child, what does it matter what you are wanting, said her mother. She squeezed Mig's hands once, twice, and then she died. Living Mig alone with her father, who on a market day in spring soon after his wife's death, sold his daughter into service for a handful of cigarettes, a red tablecloth, and a hen. Papa, said Mig, when her father was walking away from her with the hen in his arms, a cigarette in his mouth, and a red tablecloth draped across his shoulders like a cape. Go on, Miggy said. You belong to that man now. But I don't want you, Papa, she said. I want to go with you. She took hold of the tablecloth and tugged on it. Lord, child, her father said, and who is asking you what you want? Go on now. He untangled her fingers from the cloth and turned her in the direction of the man who had bought her. Mig watched her father walk away, the red tablecloth billowing out behind him. He left her daughter and Miggery, as you all, and reader, as you know, he did not look back, not even once. Can you imagine it? Can you imagine your father selling you for a tablecloth, a hen, and a handful of cigarettes? Close your eyes, please. Consider it for just a moment. Done? I hope the hair on the back of your neck stood up as you thought of Meg's fate and how it would be if it were your own. Poor Meg. What will become of her? You must, frightened as you may be, read on and see for yourself. Reader, it is your duty. Chapter 25, A Vicious Circle. Miggery Sow called the man who purchased her uncle as he said she must. And also, as he said she must, Mig tended uncle's sheep and cooked uncle's food and scrubbed uncle's kettle. She did all of this without a word of thanks or praise from the man himself. Another unfortunate fact of life with uncle was that he very much liked giving Mig what he referred to as a good clout to the ear. In fairness to uncle, it must be reported that he did always inquire whether or not Mig was interested in receiving the clout. Their daily exchanges went something like this. Uncle, I thought I told you to clean the kettle. Mig, I cleaned it, uncle. I cleaned it good. Uncle, ah, it's filthy. You'll have to be punished, won't you? Meg, gore, uncle, I clean the kettle. Uncle, are you saying I'm a liar, girl? Meg, no, uncle. Uncle, do you want a good cloak to the ear then? Meg, no, thank you, uncle, I don't. Alas, uncle seemed to be as entirely unconcerned with what Meg wanted as her mother and father had been. The disgust cloak to the ear was always delivered, delivered with a great deal of enthusiasm on uncle's part and received with absolutely no enthusiasm at all on the part of Meg. These clouts were alarmingly frequent, and Uncle was scrupulously fair in paying attention to both the left and right side of Miggery Sow. And so, after a time, the young Mig's ears became to resemble not so much his ears as pieces of cauliflower stuck to either side of her head. And they became about as useful to her as pieces of cauliflower. That is to say, they all but ceased their functioning as ears. Words for Mig lost their sharp edges, and then they lost their edges altogether and became blurry, blankety things that she had a great deal of trouble making out any sense of at all. The less Meg heard, the less she understood. The less she understood, the more things she did wrong, the more things she did wrong, the more close to the ear she received, and the less she heard. This is what is known as a vicious circle. 
and Miggery Sow was right in the center of it, which is not, reader, where anyone would want to be. But then, as you know, what Miggery Sow wanted had never been of much concern to anyone.